plus, Jake, it's really complicated to get nipples to be visible in every shot, regardless of the temperature. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Without a Podcast, brought to you by us over at adzhorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. You know how to use candles, Jack? <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who likes your butt and wants to have dinner. It's Mark. Eat my shorts. <laughs> okay. I forgot to do the I forgot to do the, the catchphrase thing last week, and now I'm doing it again. <laughs> Yikes, I still hate I, it. You, for... thought you, you thought you got away, but uh, you didn't get away. I had still completely forgotten about it, to be honest. So did the <laughs> listening public. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And who boy do we have a doozy this week, because we watched 1996's The Craft, which was a jack pick. It was my replacement for Martyrs, which was not, like, widely available to be viewed by people. So I, I uh, audible that I picked The Craft instead. So, uh, again, the trend of... of- Mark picks that were picked by the other two guys continues now. This is the second week in a row. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and uh, so we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. But you're not really there for the plot. And, hey, like we've been saying for the past little while, and we'll continue to say, um, the world is pretty terrible right now and continues to be. So please donate if you can to help support a worthy cause. We've been using blacklivesmatters.card.co as a good resource, uh, the compilation of ways to help. Uh, We also are continuing to donate all of our Patreon proceeds to Feeding America. So might be a good time to consider being uh, becoming a Patreon member, getting access to those perks, and getting your money somewhere good. Um, but if you need a little escapism right now, hopefully you can have some fun with us in the horror world for the next little bit. So for now, it's time to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. You've got a nice The Craft Zoom background going on there. Why don't you enlighten me into your, what, what are your beers for the fears that are The Craft? Absolutely. Keeping it local this week, this was a surprisingly difficult movie to beer. There are it's not October and therefore there are not that many witchcraft themed beers out there Witches on the shelves. Witch's tit right or now. bitch's brew. Yeah, any of those. Well, I don't think Utah has those anyway, most of the time. But um I went with a local brew by Roja Brewing here in Salt Lake City. It's called High on the Hop. It's a lazy IPA, um, hazy session IPA thing. Uh this is a movie about being high on the hop. High on the hog, right? They're they're trying to use their powers to gain influence and power and all kinds of shit. And um, much like this beer may make me hungover tomorrow, it comes to bite him in the end, you know? It comes wow. to bite him. Wow. Okay. That's something. Uh, well, I uh, actually don't. I mean, I do have a local beer, but that's not my main one for the movie. I am drinking a Mirror Pond Pale Ale by Deschutes Brewing out of Oregon, uh, still Pacific Northwest. This one specifically is for Bonnie, one of the four witches. Her uh, The spell she casts is about vanity, and she becomes, uh, I think, uh, aggressively vain. And, uh, you know, into her looks, much like Narcissus, she's staring into a mirror pond, and it is her downfall. Also, wow. there's just a shitload of mirrors throughout this movie. Also mirrors. They're in like every scene. <laughs> also mirrors and the ocean, which is a big pond, if nothing else. So it's a perfect beer. Jake, how about you? What are your beers for these fears? <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's a big mirror. The ocean is a big mirror. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty probably. sure that's a Modest Mouse lyric. 
It probably sounds like one to me, man. Um, I am going with a Founders beer this week. I'm going with Unraveled IPA. This is a movie where pretty much everything comes unraveled. This is not unlike Mark's pick, honestly. Um, This is a movie about high school relationships with friends coming unraveled. This is a movie about people's values and morals and those come unraveled this is a movie about one character in particular's entire grasp on sanity coming all the way unraveled a lot of unraveling happening in this movie <laughs> so pretty solid buddy pretty solid and the listeners like have to it's deal so with bad. this it was my birthday recently and these two guys got me a nice japanese whiskey so i'm gonna pour some of that right now and have a little drink hell yeah that has nothing Thank to do guys. with the movie I but i am it. very jealous i'm not yeah buddy i'm jealous i'm not there to have a have a nip nip with you We'll have to do it soon in a very yeah, responsible, socially distant manner. That sounds right to me. That sounds right to me. Let me know how that is, guy. I will in about 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> 20 seconds from now. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Send it back. It is one of the like super light, super, you know, uh, not dark Japanese whiskeys, which are really interesting to me. Um, all right. Now, ordinarily on the podcast, this is where we talk about what else has been rocking our horror worlds, except that as we release this, it's going to be close to the first of the month. And that means it's time to do the horror release roundup. Now, the horror release roundup is our monthly segment where we collect every one of the upcoming horror movies coming out over the course of the next month. We were able to find over at the website, adchorror.com, uh, with a hyphen. We will kick you a link to each of the trailers and a little blurb about each one of them. But here on the podcast, we're just going to hit you with the top one, a bottom one, a dark horse pick and maybe anything else that catches our fancy it's loosely structured let's start at the tippy top this month boys mark what is your top one pick for august of 2020 well see this is a tough one for me because it seems like canceled in the last four months got punted into august yep. and they were just like everything will be fine let's by then talk about i believe this. it when i see it august is a monster of a month Maybe. <laughs> maybe or maybe Heavy, not. heavily asterisk yeah, like monster. Five of these movies might not come out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on our list, which when we published it, Antebellum was still scheduled to come out. Uh, it has since since been pushed already. Yep. Uh, so oops. Uh, the real answer for my top one, if it does come out, because it was my most anticipated of the movie of the year two years ago, <laughs> uh, is uh, The New Mutants. I... I'm skeptical that it will come out, but as of the time of this recording, it is slated to come out on August 28th. I don't think we need to talk much more about New Mutants. We all kind of know what it is at this point, yep. and it's probably not coming out <laughs> anyway. So if it comes out, I'm going to talk about it. I'll be very excited. Hey, me too. Uh, anyways, I'm going to talk about a different movie, which is called Spree. Okay. So this is. I have a weird I, look. I'm the found footage guy on on the podcast. I think everybody is in agreement with that for the most <laughs> part. And there's this new evolution of found footage movies that are set within like an app. Uh, so you had like Unfriended as a good example was set within Skype or um, that movie that was sort of horror adjacent called Searching was also told kind of through basically searching through a laptop and looking through Facebook and shit like that. Uh, well, so Spree is kind of in that same vein where it's a dude who's trying to become the dude played by Joe Keery from um, Stranger Things. Um, Who they made look not handsome. Become, Somehow they made Steve not handsome, which is impressive. Well, he's trying to become an influencer. So, I mean, you can't start out handsome. You have to end being handsome, you know? <laughs> uh, but he's he is ostensibly becoming an influencer by live casting himself killing people who ride in his uber um and i think this is i i don't know there's something about how the like that storytelling mechanism 
of tuning in live and watching shit go down that I think is intriguing. And uh, I like Joe Keery, and this looks like a good concept, and I want to see you it. You know what intrigued me most about this one, Mark? What? There's a quarter second of a Kyle Mooney appearance in this trailer. About, I'd say, three quarters of the way through the trailer, they're just cutting around a bunch, and somebody's screaming in the background and, like, cheering. It's Kyle fucking Mooney, and I don't know why, but I'm into it. Okay. Okay. I did not notice that. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's awesome. I, I appreciate Surprise it. Surprise Kyle I Mooney don't know appears. who Kyle Mooney is. Uh, he is an amazing... He's, I think, currently the best writer on the SNL staff, and he's also on a bunch of awesome shows like that uh, Hello Ladies show with Stephen Merchant. He's just an excellent, oh, underrated go. comedian. He's also... He, he used to do a thing where he'd do bits where he would go to L.A. and other like neighboring town, uh, town halls and just do weird avant-garde characters. I'm an activist and house party enthusiast. He'd do like shit like that. <laughs> Mark, do you remember the video? It was it's old now where he was like wearing he's talking to the camera like he knows sports to his roommate and getting all pissed off about how he knows sports and he's like wearing the sports jacket. No. Oh my so, god. I'm gonna so send French it to you. Moody's hilarious, I'm gonna send it man. to you. It's hilarious. Benjos is over there making the worst calls. Okay, well, I think we may have found our for one for ten. Huh? You could get both from that one video easily. There you go. We'll see if we remember. That's <laughs> <laughs> right to me. Um, uh, so that movie, that movie is called Spree, um, and hopefully it comes out on the 14th. Yeah, absolutely. I like that very much. Jake, what about you? What is your top one pick? My top one for the month was La Llorona. Um, this is going to be way different than the other La Llorona movie that came out <laughs> a little while ago. I'd wager a lot this better, one's... too. <laughs> oh, God, it has to be. So this thing premiered at Sundance earlier in the year, or whenever the last Sundance was. I don't fucking know. What year is yeah, it? it? February. It was yeah, right pre... before shit hit the fan. Yeah. And that. I've seen like somewhat mixed opinions on it, but those seem to me to be riding with the fact that this is a slow burn movie that has like a heavy political thing going on and it's not the easiest watch, which a recent movie that I really enjoyed that sounds like it fits that bill is Tigers Are Not Afraid. That was a great movie. I don't know that this is going to be as heavy as that, but who knows? I, I know it it's going to be it can't a be as hell heavy as that. of a lot better than the La Llorona that we have out there right now. Shudder's just doing great stuff consistently. Everything that they're bringing to that platform is increasingly well curated over time <laughs> and i'm excited to see this one uh i like slow burn horror so mileage may vary there quick warning but i think you can get that from looking at the trailer it looks well made i think there's gonna have tense moments and i'm just interested flat out in what this is bringing to the table so it's an easy pick for me yeah this one looked awesome i'll just go ahead and say this was my dark horse pick for the month um this one looks like genuinely nuanced and like really well written and fascinating like it's one of those the hero probably isn't that heroic kind of movies, but they actually look like they did a really good job with it, and you identify with people you maybe otherwise wouldn't be identifying with. I also think the mm-hmm. there's like one scene where there's a lot of black slime on the ground, and the effect on that I thought was fascinating and really cool. Uh, so this one looks huh. really interesting okay. to me. I think it's a really good pick. I went a different direction for my top one. I picked a foreign film. I picked Sputnik. Interesting. Okay. Which is a time travel sci-fi horror body horror movie i think as, as best i can describe it i think it's in russian um as the name in might imply yeah um it's <laughs> i think it yep. looks fascinating this is about like a, a 
you know, young woman, not super young woman, but a young woman who's a researcher at a place and gets called in to, you know, help figure something out. I also got, I don't know if it was an allusion to it or just coincidental, but real The Exorcist, not The Exorcist, Jesus Christ, Silence of the Lambs vibes uh, from the beginning of it, where it's just, you know, this Hmm, one kind of young researcher woman going into this, like, giant overbearing facility just kind of gave me those vibes. But time-bending sci-fi body horror is very hard my jam. And I think this looks awesome. Um, I don't know, Jake, I think you mentioned in your write-up you were concerned about how much of the monsters they're going to have to show you. There do appear to be monsters. Um, they're going to show you all of it. Yeah. I just wonder like how much screen time it's going to get. It's okay to show you all of it, even if it doesn't look great. I just don't want them to like s- go too hard in that direction because what I saw didn't inspire a ton of confidence. I think they're going to do better in other areas. That's what I'm hoping I mean, it's, to. It's basically on the poster, so I don't think they're going to hold back that far. <laughs> but they don't have to have it on screen for ten minutes, right? That that could be like the one time. Yeah, and especially if it's like no, a... they have to they have to give it a monologue, a full monologue <laughs> under a probably in right. Russian under a candelabra. <laughs> yeah, probably right. Either way, I like the brooding tone yeah. that this one seems to have going for it too, which I was a little surprised by. I thought I don't know why. I, I saw the name, I clicked the trailer, I kind of expected it to be outrageous, and it's not at all. Seems, well, brooding. Yeah. I'm interested in this one. Yeah. It's a good pick. I'm super on board. It's my top one. I'm very excited for it. All right, boys, let's move on to bottom one picks. What's got your ire up? What looks bad this month? Mark, how about you? Well, I'm sorry to tell you, Jack, but my bottom one for the month is a movie called The Pale Door, and it is the horror western. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. This, I, I, I mean... Look, I just know when I'm not going to like a thing and this is I'm not the I'm I'm not the type of person that this movie was made for. <laughs> I already don't particularly care for the subgenre. Um and then beyond that it just sort of looked generic and uninspiring, which is a tone that I already get out of most westerns. And I probably not the generic, but the uninspiring part. I don't know. I maybe I take part of that sentiment back. Westerns are I I have a Comp- I have a tumultuous history with westerns, and a I don't com- really uh, say more. Uh, I don't know. Hurt <laughs> you, Mark? A western left <laughs> him at grit, the altar three years ago. What? I don't know. Um, Mark, it's yeah. it's not a bad pick. It's been really hard ever since. I will um, I will say this one is a western kind of in name and setting only. It doesn't, based on the trailer, appear to embody a lot about what makes <laughs> Westerns great and what I like about no Westerns. Um, including the fact that the climax ap- appears to take place on, like, a fully manicured lawn that's about an acre wide. So, like... Oh, sure. This is only a Western because it's set in the Old West. I mean, yes. And it's about that's, bank robberies and train robberies and stuff. But that's that doesn't mean it has all of the trappings of a Western or does all of those things well. And actually, that's going to be... A- well, it certainly doesn't do all those things that's well. going to be I can, a common I can link pretty much tell you that from the trailer. that's going to be a common link with my bottom one pick but let's get jake in the middle mark here. westerns are a romantic concept okay this is this is this is something different you have to have a refined taste that glack glack jack so clearly does exactly you gotta have love in your and, heart mark and as a robot i do not understand romance <laughs> this tr- this one kind of won me over i don't know it's it's like <laughs> it, looks it very has that dumb. kind of thing that's going on i don't know they're like criminals doing criminal things and then they get to a place and all hell breaks loose i mean there's another movie that goes by that broad stroke type thing that i really enjoyed yeah so. it's called hurricane heist <laughs> <laughs> also called heavy rain <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> also called a dozen other movies jake what is your bottom one pick <laughs> 
It's a good question because I forgot what it was, and that says everything about why I picked it. <laughs> Starlight, the very first one on the list from this month. I think it dropped today as we record this, if it dropped. I don't know what's coming out anymore, you guys. This movie was unfortunately near the bottom of the list in terms of perceived quality from a trailer in a month that, if, again, everything comes out, I think has a lot of quality. So it had that sort of dubious distinction. But it's also one that now three times, as evidenced by my uh, like really long pause there, I have forgotten about the film. Yeah, I had to go look at my notes for it when you said it to remember which one this was. So I think, yeah, I think more than anything, it, to be clear, th- even this one doesn't, this is not at the level of what we see in many other months. Uh, I will say that. But the issue is that it seems overwhelmingly bad, basic. <laughs> no, it just it, it doesn't seem like it's doing anything nuanced well, or interesting. And let's say it's supposed to be about what, like a pop star gets haunted. <laughs> it's generically supernatural well, and there's bad jump scares. That's what I know about it. Generically supernatural. Actually, I mean, the concept is slightly more creative than that is about being trapped with a pop star of like a world famous pop icon who also is either a werewolf or some type of ghost or something. <laughs> Generically not a, not supernatural. Not a bad starting place. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Eh. No, I fully agree. I, I buy that too. It's not as unique as you're making it sound. There's another movie that has a quite similar premise this month. Is it called Heavy Rain? Uh, no. Jesus Christ. Her- Hurricane Heist? Oh, can you stop? Yep, it was Hurricane Can you stop Heist. with it? You nailed it. It's Kit Kat Bar. <laughs> it's football cream. Um, I, uh, it's cat food. I went it. a different direction. I picked one that absolutely is not going to be the objectively worst made movie of this month. I just don't think it can be. It actually looks like it's pretty well put together. But this is a movie that does like is is the embodiment at least from the trailer of appearing to be showing or telling you rather than showing you what the characters are going through kind of like that western uh isn't really a western it just like says it's you know it's set in the old west and claims to be a western i picked blackwater colon abyss uh this is like a bunch of teens go i really want to see this go diving in a cave and get attacked and the cave gets flooded and they get attacked by crocodiles but Unlike now, the descent, this was this was from yeah, this was from the same person who did like one of those other movies about being chased by a giant animal, like Primeval or something <laughs> like that. Now I can't remember which one it was, but Boar. I don't think it was Boar, but Damn yeah, it. same same general same general oeuvre. Yeah, I don't know. I I like this one a lot. This was very much. It struck me as being in line with that rant I went on about underwater, about being basically just trapped you versus nature and they don't really seem to be pulling much like supernatural shit the alligator kind of just looks like a regular alligator I'm so pretty positive that it is but like th- this is one uh, so that type of shit is actually pretty goddamn terrifying here's my issue with this one though i agree with you mark the concept is pretty good but unlike a movie like the descent where you feel the character's claustrophobia and what they're going through and that stress stays with you this movie feels like kind of more like on the virus side of things where it feels like they're on a soundstage and you don't feel any of their danger and they're just that's the screenwriters are telling you that shit is dangerous and you don't feel any of it and it just it hmm. reeks of that to me um and i'm not that excited about it for that reason maybe i will I, almost definitely be watching this one it's already on my list so i'll we'll we'll get a we'll get some conclusion to this i'll let the you the problem know that goes. i had with this one is that the trailer disappointed me uh, I was actually really on board with the concept when it was 
spelunkers getting trapped in a cave system by flash flood. Yeah. That's terrifying. Like, if you aren't prepared and you go out there, you're, you're just fucked. Like, there's no way out of it. You're fucked. That's scary. But when they had to pull in the, you're going to now get attacked by something in a cave, then you're like, okay, well, there's other movies that do this. And there was just recently Crawl. So <laughs> yeah. it had a similar antagonist. I, I didn't need that to be added to it. It would have been better if it was these people trying not to die in a flooding cave. Uh, that would have been a lot more tense, I think. But I don't know. We'll see. Mark, well, Mark will see. <laughs> Mark will see. I will see. I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, other notable ones maybe we should just touch on because nobody mentioned. Or Have we done Dark Horse picks yet? We have not done Dark Horse. You've done Dark Horse. Let's go to Dark Horse picks. As I said, I picked La Llorona. Uh, Mark, how about you? What is your Dark Horse pick? I went with one. I went with one that was completely off the map. I have never even heard of anything close to this before. Uh, I went with Uncle Peckerhead. Hell yeah! <laughs> <Me too. laughs> what? This looks fun as hell. Um, yeah. I guess a band hires a roadie who is a werewolf. I may have been getting a few of my streams crossed when I was discuss- discussing. I think he's Starlight a demon, earlier, but yeah, demon, whatever, demonic werewolf of some type. <laughs> Uh, and by night he turns into this monster and kills a bunch of people, but I guess he's a pretty good roadie, so you can't leave him behind. <laughs> they get into shenanigans. They get they they become friends. Some of them might join his little demonic night flesh eater thing. Hell Maybe yeah, it you know it. Their musical choices. Who knows? <laughs> uh, All they start listening to like Alanis Morissette. Damn man, it does look charming and delightful. I had those that in yeah. my notes as well. Um, I will mention that the other one, since Jake kind of stole my Dark Horse pick, and Mark, you talk about getting wires crossed, the other one I picked is more overtly time travel-y and body horror-y, and I'm wondering if I conflated that a little bit with uh, Sputnik. Uh, Shifter was my other Dark Horse pick. Um, this is like... Yeah, that's the one that's explicitly time yes, travel Yeah, she gets like lost in time. Time travel experiment goes wrong, and... Also, there's body horror also. So I, I don't think that Sputnik has any time travel in it, but I wasn't I was going to say anything. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I was just getting my wires crossed on that or what. But In fairness, this one also has what a very brooding tone, so the tone between those two movies felt extremely similar to me, so I can understand how you would just mash them together in certain sure. ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it looks awesome, too. Any other? Oh, maybe we should mention the sequel to Train to Busan. It's coming out. Um, we didn't mention that at all. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of weird. It doesn't look that good to me, but it is coming out, and Train to Busan was I'm fantastic. Not... Yeah, Train to Busan ruled. I mean, it's going to be good, dude. It's going to be a great is zombie it? movie. Yes. Because like, Train to Busan was know. like visionary and beautiful and had a voice. This feels like, what if we took off all of the interesting voice and just put it in a city and made, gave you a bigger budget? <laughs> I also oh, don't like the Oh, ye of much. little faith. I don't, I don't know. Me. I don't know. I don't like the setting as much. The further out, I, I like the outbreak happening more than post outbreak by however long. This feels quite post. Are, I, is it also the same know, director man. for sure? I don't know. Put me on the spot here, buddy. Pop quiz, <laughs> hot shot. <laughs> yeah, it's the same director, Sung Yo, Sung Ho Yuan. <laughs> don't <laughs> nailed sure. it. I'm sure. I, I, Look, I'm never going to get better if I don't practice. It's also the same writers, so whatever. You guys are just being cynical. This is going to be great. 
<laughs> well, speaking of being cynical, Antebellum also is touting itself heavily. Like, it's doing everything just shy of saying it's a Jordan Peele movie. It says, from the producer of Us and Get Out, and Jordan Peele appears to be in no way affiliated with Antebellum at all. He that is, movie does not is, excite me. He is an executive producer. It's not listed on the Wikipedia. doesn't Wikip- excite me and also isn't coming out this month. He, it's, yeah, it's also not coming he's out this not, month. Not I also am pretty sure page. it's Monkey Paw. Is it? Re- I'm pretty sure it's a Monkey Paw production. Okay. I, I can. I don't know. I can fact check that, but he is associated with it. Um, actually, and in that same regard, I'm pretty sure he is also associated with um, Lovecraft Country, which we did not cover in our actual written up. Uh, which thing? But is that does amazing. premiere on August 16th and looks so fantastic. Uh, yeah, so episode one of Lovecraft Country drops on August 16th. Mark, neither Jordan Peele, neither Jordan Peele nor Monkey Paw are anywhere on the Wikipedia page for the Antebellum movie. Really? Yep. I, I don't know what I was looking at a while ago that had him as the EP. On uh, it, you were looking at whatever. something that got confused by their marketing from saying a producer from the producer of Get Out and Us. <laughs> See, it worked. It got me this time. <laughs> I think it did work. On <laughs> from you. someone who was on this on or near the set <laughs> of. Uh, now, I will say it actually, I mean, it was uh, Sean McKittrick, who was like one of the major, I think, writers and producers of Get Out and Us. So he was associated with those movies, but. Well, see, now I feel lied to, and I don't, I don't know. This is what, that's this, how I felt. Was this not in the commandments of horror trailers? Yeah, it is. It's just, it, this is the center. There you go. <laughs> And we've I mean, now still, adequately talked the record, about Antebellum. We don't have for to the record, cover it when it's, it comes out. It's still a pretty good horror trailer, though. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty oh, good. Oh, the trailer was good. It, it, yeah. I, I just, I don't. It also I, has, whatever, like, we don't interesting about. racial elements to it and something interesting to say about race. So, like, I totally see why you think it's Jordan Peele. Yeah. Um, but you know what? In retrospect, I don't think it had one of those, like, remixes of a, of a 90s R&B classic. <laughs> so that's a dead giveaway that he's not involved. Pretty, pretty dead. Pretty dead right there. Is there anything else worth mentioning from this month? <sighs> Let me scroll through the uh, list once more. Random Acts of Violence has Jordana Brewster in it, and that's cool. I, yeah. I was I was actually going to say that I really like um, Jay Baruchel, and I believe he directed, if not wrote it. He did direct it. It's um, his directorial so. debut of like a feature length movie, maybe. Question okay. Mark? Yeah. So the movie itself this looks kind of meh, but whatever. I'm sure. rooting for Jordana Brewster today. rules. So a lot going for that one too. <laughs> yeah. See, this month is full of full of bangers. It's full of bangers that may or may not come out. <laughs> full of bangers that you might have to watch at a drive-in movie theater. Well, basically, what it boils down to now, I, I feel like we're at a little bit easier position than we were a few months ago. If it says it's a theatrical release when we're queuing this all up, I don't trust it. If it says it's VOD, I trust it perhaps more than normal. <laughs> that sounds right to me. So, fun fact. Fun fact: uh, New Mutants has to be a theatrical release, at least uh, at least as far as I understand. Is the contract was written up specifically saying it can't be released straight to streaming? <laughs> They're uh, so, so fucked. That's, yeah, that was a whoop. There's going to be a lot of contracts that like that. Years. By the way, there's going to be a lot yeah. of that shit. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's why they can't just put it on Disney I, Plus. It's, or there's no way. Okay, we're just there's no way that movie's coming out this month. We wrote it up because we discussed it. And at some point we have to have mentioned it in the past they, so that when it inevitably does come out, we don't have to like do this whole, eh, what, what are we doing? Have we talked about it? Have we not it talked about it again? It has to come out at some point. They like spent so much money to shoot. This and movie is edit not coming film. out. <laughs> this movie will not come out until butts can be in seats that sit that are next to each other <laughs> they that they would lose so much fucking money if that's not that has to be on every screen in america i think it's coming out 
Okay. I mean, maybe I would, hey, if it comes out, that's great. That's like the surprise of the fucking year. That's like the year's high point. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Something actually happened. <laughs> Most anticipated movie of the year. From 2016. And now we've talked it about it. It was made four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get out of the feature presentation, for goodness sakes. Over at ADZHorror.com this week, we watched 1996's The Craft, and I picked this movie. I'm curious to know if either of you boys had ever seen this before. What? I assume you have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have. <laughs> there's a, there's the outside chance that this was on like once or twice and I just wasn't paying attention, but I've never cer- I've certainly never sat down and dedicated any time See, to it. See, Jake, it was a worthwhile so Mark- question. Mark jumped. No, it still was because I had something to say. I was just kind of giving you a bombastic answer, but I didn't want to cross talk <laughs> over Mark. I have seen it, but when I was watching it, I was reminded of the fact that it's been, I mean, I almost twenty years probably. Oh yeah, since I saw this movie, and I this is one of the few that I watched with the lovely fiance. So we had a very similar experience where we both walked into the movie thinking like, okay, craft, yep, got this one. Fastball. She was interested the second I said the name. We started watching. We're like, fuck, I don't remember anything about this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Had you asked me before watching it, I would have said, oh yeah, I've seen that thing a dozen times. And then after like three minutes in, I was like. Maybe I was thinking of Practical Magic. <laughs> That's what she said. That's the exact thing. That is exactly what she said. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, man. Slightly different movie. Slightly different. Yeah, I've seen this once all the way through when I was a kid. I mean, as as long as it took this thing to get from theaters to the blockbuster, I rented this with the dirtbag kid down the street, and we watched it, and uh, I have not seen it since, but I watched it with rapt so Jack- attention that first time. Yeah, Jack, last week you said that this awoken awoke something. Yeah, in you. it sure um, did. This is like the beginning of my sexuality, I think. I found these witches. <laughs> really? It was very yeah, falling out scenes that really That really, really did it for me. Yeah, the Christine Taylor <laughs> it was scenes. The going bald in the shower <laughs> thing. That's oh, you know, God. nothing like racist hair falling out. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got their kink, man. Don't shame me. Jesus. I have Christ. a fetish for justice. <laughs> no, but I uh, I remember That's why he became a lawyer. I, Jesus Christ. I remember there being very sexy witches. I remember uh, I remember some scenes with nipples you can see through their shirts. And that's most of what I Dude. remembered about the movie. Now that was a lot of things in that, the 90s. I don't, I don't know I don't I don't know how the wardrobe department does this, but they're wearing like three or four layers of clothing and you can still see nipples. It's like the they they if this hadn't come before much of Friends, it's like they took all of Rachel's wardrobe from Friends. Yeah, they just have like they have like buttons sewn into the breast, or they just like so that it's just always poking. Turn out. the temperature way down and cut holes in the bras at the nipple area. Oh my god, <laughs> they do something though. This is getting weird. <laughs> There's look. I remember there being a lot of nips, and there were. Yeah, accurate. I mean, so good pick, I guess. <laughs> Nailed <laughs> Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Nailed it. Okay, good. I did it. Let's write this thing. Yeah. Uh, well, but first though, we got to do the thirty second ni- the thirty second nip synopsis. <laughs> Jack, 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. Mm. It's going to start when you start. 
Sarah is a young high school woman. She's troubled. She and her family have to move to a new town like L.A., so she has to go to a new high school. She's bullied, and she falls in with three other outcasts. Surprise, they're witches. They each cast an individual spell, one for love, one for power, one for revenge, and one for beauty. It turns in, they cast another spell to get more powerful. Turns out their uh, spells backfire, and uh, they they start going wrong. Uh, they go too far, and the main one, they, they try to kick the Sarah out, uh, but then Sarah turns it around on them, banishes their powers, and sends one to an insane asylum. Time. Time. You broke up in the middle of that, too, so I have no idea if you're actually on time or not. I might have given you an extra, like, three seconds. Okay, well, it was perfect. Either way, I think you'll find. I mean, I mean you sure. almost finished. <laughs> I got did, their, did their spells backfire so much as they worked really well and then they got all, they went to their heads? Well, and they specifically didn't backfire because the only retribution they got was when Sarah also became powerful and fought back. <laughs> yeah, I guess the spells they, they, didn't backfire. Yeah, they didn't backfire. They just came unraveled. Yeah, yeah, they flew too close to the sun is what they did. Yeah, they, they were, were trying. They were riding a situation. They were riding too high on the hop, and then they became unraveled. And Jack, <laughs> I forgot what beer you were drinking, but it couldn't work. <laughs> I'm drinking a Mirror Pond, Mark. Mm. Yeah, that didn't work. That's the worst beer. Fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> Mark. Put his thumb on the scale. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's uh, my perfect plot synopsis aside. I don't think I missed any like major major plot points here. No, that's what happens in this movie. Uh, yeah, it's a high There's school a lot movie. Of- there's a lot of invocation of the spirit. A 30-year-old Christine Taylor plays a very racist high school student. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I had this in, well, do we want to do this subcategory? Uh, yeah, okay. Let's yeah. let's do our award-winning segment, figuring out what in the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits into, except witches, because that's mine. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> is, is 90s a subgenre? Because it probably no, should Mark, be. It's not. <laughs> okay. I mean, supernatural and witches. That's about it. Uh, is th- question answer? It's one of these two. It is one of these two. Is this a classic or is this a cult classic? This is a cult classic. There you go. Yeah, this is not a classic. This was not well not received a- when it came out. I'm given to understand. Mm, I think it, uh, it was at least mixed reviews. <laughs> cult classic, though, right? <laughs> All those classics that were given like a four out of ten. You know, I mean, that's like every horror classic. Bridge on the River Kwai, those. four and a half out of ten. That's not a horror movie. I, well, okay, fine. <laughs> Out of here. It did. Good it point. made, it made a lot of money at the box office, but I think that's mostly about the sexy witches part of it. Yeah, I mean, this was this is very much like an. Oh, I have a subgenre for you: MTV slash teen. Totally. <laughs> yeah, teen for sure. This movie opens like I don't know. We're ten seconds in, and you've got how much of a '90s times capsule is a song by the band Our Lady Peace? Oh yeah, kicking off this the, movie. The soundtrack. It's a. It, and it's a cover it's of a Beatles, to- cover. Of, of, of a Beatles <laughs> song. Yeah, Tomorrow Never Knows. That was actually literally the first thing I had written down under yeah, those rights. So good transition. That yeah. Tomorrow Never Knows cover is a great tone setter <laughs> oh, for the movie I, as a whole. Uh, that was literally my first note, too. The soundtrack, I didn't look at how many songs there are in this movie, but it announces itself early and often. There are like... I mean, yeah. 30 licensed tracks in this movie, I think, and yeah. they're always playing some licensed song. It's yeah, this was wild. the MTV, like, fucking Woodstock 99 crowd to a T, man. Like, that's what this movie is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're talking about what this movie does right? That. Okay, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. Duh. This. Yeah, we, I, that was a very confusing sentence because I thought you were going to say that, and then you... Leaned away. And well, we were still kind of talking about Jake's uh, <laughs> Jake's question about subgenres. I thought maybe a little. No, it's no. a cult classic. I mean, that's that's accurate. Okay, 
Fair enough. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about what this thing does right. Besides that. <laughs> besides the yeah, besides the thing that we intro the segment with. I yeah, can't hear you good. drinking beer. Okay, that makes that tracks. Uh so this is what I was gonna say earlier. I don't know where to put this one, but the level of racism in this movie, I can't tell if it makes the movie age better or worse because like it's already intended to make whatever the hell her name is is that christine taylor uh, help me out with her name christine taylor whatever character is it, i don't know what her character's yeah. name is not her as a human come on <laughs> sally I, yeah, I, I don't think christine taylor was a racist in 1996 i just like to put that out there her name in the movie is laura there we go um so it's obviously intended to make her a villain and it succeeds but it takes on a totally different feel now than I'm sure it did in 1996, where she goes from being just like, wow, she's a pretty pretty mean bully, to being like, oh, she's like probably a serial killer or something. I don't know. She's a sociopath. Given the tone of the rest of this movie, I would buy that they were trying to make her like a comically over-the-top villain. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true, but that's I guess that's what I'm saying, is like comically over-the-top in the 90s, it feels a lot different now, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. But I mean, also, but the movie, the the writing is interesting and pretty good in this way where they don't like, they're not, she doesn't say the N word, for example. Like, it's not like they're using, she she uses the she phrase. She close. Yeah, she says nappy <laughs> she hair, really which is, close. which is pretty disastrous. Well, but. that, no. so that, this is an important point because when we were watching it, she said that and we looked at each other and we were like, fuck. And then they go to the over the top statement about how she's like, I just don't like whatever yeah, slur so, she uses, which is not the N-word. And we is had N-word this adjacent. weird moment where we were like, well, at least they made sure to like punctuate that she is a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah. But it does. Yeah. It, but I agree with Mark's take completely that it would, at that point in time, it is not perceived how it is today. Like, th- that just it cannot happen. When did Don Imus get drummed out of radio for being a racist, for using a very similar phrase? Was Way that around later this time? than 96. Was it? No. I don't know, man. It's like 2017. That, that had to be in the 2010s. <laughs> He's got a podcast via Breitbart. And he used that days. exact same phrase yeah. to refer to some of the NCAA female basketball players. Yeah, he's horrible. He's a horrible racist. Yes. Yes. He's a yeah. comically over-the-top 90s I, villain. Yeah, I want to say that was maybe, I mean, probably 10 years later. 10 years after this movie. I would have yeah. put that in that like, the mid That is wild. Anyway, not. I, I don't know. We're talking about what the movie does right. I, I don't know where we are right now. So, yeah, it was the movie does right. And the reason I brought that up was just because I think it sort of accidentally made its villain way more villain. Well, it, she's not even the villain. She's like a secondary character in the whole thing. But She's kind of a nit on the ass, to be honest. Yeah, but a yeah, lot of horror but, movies are like that, right? Where she's like the yeah. primary antagonist throughout most of the movie. The, the villain. Or I suppose the villain, not the antagonist. Sure. There you go. Yeah, and they make- they By pure sure happenstance of the march of time, they made her much worse a villain than yeah. I think they originally intended. Speaking, I mean, this is a good transition point to one of the things that I thought the movie did right. The interplay between the crew, the four main women in this movie, I think is really good. I agree. I, th- I found that the way that those characters and then the actresses that portrayed them worked to be pretty engaging. It it had me for the whole movie easily. Like, I, I could have watched another, I don't know, 20 minutes of this and not felt like it was going to out, well, outstay as well. Is how you say that? I'm with you. And I think along those points, it's because of the writing in this movie is largely very good. There's specific instances where it isn't good, but like the lines and part of it's the delivery. But they are like, 
I don't want to say they're naturalistic, but they serve the tone of the movie very well, and they feel like they fit. You know what you're getting into with this movie? I mean, it's a 90s high school kind of campy movie, so it's not like this isn't fucking theater. Like, (laughs) it's it's, you know what you're getting, but what you're getting is still interesting and engaging. I I can watch this very easily, but at the same time, it's like a little bit of junk food. Absolutely. I also think there are isolated scenes in this movie that show, like, genius horror movie aspects. There's a couple of really good, just kind of subtle scenes that I really, really like. The The first one is when Christine Taylor is in the shower ripping her hair out, and... That's a, that is a good one, Well, yeah. that's, like, a good scene, but then, I don't know if you guys even saw it, when the woman who's, like, looking at her, the woman, the witch who cursed her, like, then is standing immediately next to a mirror, and when she turns away, yeah. her reflection turns away like a quarter second later. It's really yeah, fucking they cool and subtle. Yeah, I love that shit. I like that too. Yeah, like I said earlier, there's a lot of mirrors in this. There um, are. The biggest mirror, of course, being the Pacific Ocean. Thank you. The biggest pond of all. It's the biggest mirror and the biggest pond. God damn it. <laughs> uh, the other scene I really, really liked, I don't know why, I thought the... I've forgotten entirely about the sharks washing up on shore, and that I thought really worked well. I don't know why they did it, but I thought it was really cool. You like and the sharks? Weird. I love the sharks. I was a little rattled after having to watch the walk on water during the sharks. The scene, dude. walking on water looks I... bad. We're not here to talk about that right now. <laughs> the, <laughs> I was the, rattled. The, the The sharks is cool, but that scene is just wildly overacted um, by Firuza. Firuza. Firuza Balk, man. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean. I she I I I have a particular case of not really wanting to believe her as a psychosis person, <laughs> right? Like in the that was a horrible sentence. I don't know. I've completely lost track as of a psychosis person. <laughs> <laughs> but I it's a similar it's a similar complaint I had to watching Andy Circus in the Great War movie, whatever the hell it was called, um, where Jesus. they're just playing it so fucking far over the top that it's. It's not fun. It's not. It's not going crazy. It's just like you were handed a script on whose line is it anyway, and said, "Okay, you're the crazy person. Mark, ham it up as much as possible." I, I have no problem watching a movie with Feruza Balk and buying that she is insane. The zero issue with that. And I it, think her, she's that particular playing... delivery is one way to do it. But it didn't make me less engaged with her as a crazed lunatic. <laughs> She is more of a crazed lunatic in Waterboy. Oh, 100%, but it's not all that different a character. They're both very over the top. Well, and her performance wouldn't have fit as well, like, because if she was less over the top, it would have seemed a lot more stupid when she turned into a half Medusa, half Bughead with terrible CG <laughs> later on. That is a pretty well-made point, actually. This is very clearly supposed to be a cartoon made with real people. Yeah, it had, Mark, way, it, has Looney Tune, it has literal Looney Tunes physics, where when she's floating, all they say, shut up, you'll break the sp- you'll fall. Just like, if you don't look down, you won't notice, you're off the cliff. <laughs> don't, don't acknowledge it. No matter what you do, don't stop spinning your legs. It's very good, yeah. <laughs> and then in order to get home, she just paints a door on the wall and runs through exactly. it. Exactly. Uh. That actually would have been a great like writing trope that they just fit in as many Looney Tunes like, like oblique jokes references as they could without as they actually could. acknowledging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's like an Acme catapult in the background at one point. <laughs> Honestly, I'm out of what this movie does, right? Uh, I still think these witches are pretty goddamn sexy. 
Oh, I mean, look, it knows it knows what it's doing, right? Like, this is a movie made for teens, marketed to teens, about objectifying, you know, other teens. About objectifying 25. 25 to 30-year-old women. <laughs> yeah, 25 <laughs> to 30-year-old women who are playing teens. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm kind of out of stuff. The movie does hard right. We can move on to does middle if we have anything. I The only thing I had in middle was... Uh, I think it's funny. I, I I think it makes the movie more charming as a time capsule. How weird they thought these girls were, where like somehow wearing a darker shade of lipstick and sunglasses made you weird in L.A. <laughs> like, ooh, yeah, they're real intimidating. They're getting off a bus stop near a graveyard and wearing sunglasses. Oh my god! Back up, everybody. Yeah, but like they're weird. High school kids do just like choose some kids as weird. Now, yeah, the bus driver doesn't fucking some know of that. The, some know. of the kids that are chosen that way are weird and wear weird metal contraptions on their fingers, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what this movie does wrong, Jack. We're not there yet. None of these none of these witches had the weird metal pointer thing. They're not real goths. <laughs> Maybe they haven't been invented um, yet. But it does it does really feel like this is what th- this is what resulted from a bunch of writers being like, okay, so we need them to be air quotes weird, but also we need them to be hot and popular. So how do we make that happen? Yes, absolutely. I, I buy that. That's all I had for me. Fair enough. And, and I do, I do think it's charming how hard they lean into it <laughs> to the point where in one scene, they're like, we're the weirdos. <laughs> and then the door shuts. Jake is apparently taking a vow of silence. So we can move on to what it does wrong. No, I'm 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 listening, Jack. <laughs> I'm practicing I'm practicing my listening. I the the only other thing that I have to say in middle is you you need the friend group to have a falling out in this movie. However, that is not the most fun to watch. I was going to put this in does wrong because I think okay. it happens way 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 too well, that it's a good transitionary point because I think that it was obviously necessary to the story that they created, but it wasn't necessarily fun to watch outside of like the climax. Basically, it's just like so they're driving through L.A. the streets of L.A. one of these one of these nights after invoking the spirit and uh, whatever the hell Nancy becomes more popular or more powerful. Um, and Sarah's like, "Hey, we should back off." And then just on a fucking dime, they're just like, "Oh well, we hate you now." And the entire like point of the movie is going to shift from us being the protagonists to you being the protagonist, and we're just gonna fuck with you because yeah. we're evil witches now. Yeah, yeah. Mark, they it felt it felt unearned. They accepted Manon into their hearts in a way that Sarah did not. I mean, yes, that is literally the reason. <laughs> yeah, but... they, they Mark, they say it to you directly. I don't know what else you want from this goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> they tell you it in explicit terms. Okay, no, you're right, you're right. Okay, so this is what the movie does right. Let's go back to that. It's tight storytelling. <laughs> I, no, it's a good transition. I had it middle, Mark had it wrong. I, I the, the total, like, turn on a dime, I do, I get that. Um, but to me, that's only the beginning. It kind of <laughs> continues, and while I think that it's necessary, it just it was a little bit tough for a bit there to watch. So yeah, I have, I have the good whole, transition point to. I have the whole ending wrong. of this movie and what it does wrong. I I dislike no, the, end. the whole. Yeah, ending? I dislike the end. 
The, she, but there's uh, so many bugs. She scared. Come on. The in the fight between the three evil witches, she scares two of them away. They just she they just fuck off out of the house, and then it's one on one. Well, because they're like the they're like the they're like the sidekick witches. <laughs> you don't. You got to set up the actual the actual like showdown. You can't just have them in the background I, rooting I, but for. But I'm saying they didn't set up the showdown. They had two of them just fuck right off for no reason. Well, I mean, they had a reason. It was just kind of also unearned to use. The yeah, Jack, they reason. told you why they fucked right <laughs> off. <laughs> Mark, I was doing a bit <laughs> about why that wasn't good. <laughs> oh, see, see, that makes see sense now. There? I understand. <laughs> I'm learning. It's a process. Oh, God. I, I don't like the whole ending. I don't like the, the way they set up the fight uh, between Sarah and the goth one um, for Uzabalk. And I don't <laughs> like that then this just like, some months pass, and then the other two want to go visit Sarah, and she's like, nah, you'll end up like the Feruza Balk. Crazy. I just, it's just it's weird. It, it feels simultaneously over and underwritten. That's a good way of putting it. I think, I mean, yeah, I err on the side of underwritten because I don't <laughs> think I don't think there's like a rich lore like hidden behind this this tapestry that we just need to dig into a little bit more. <laughs> and like, oh, it was just too dense for them to get out in a ninety minute package. No, no, they just they wanted to get the fuck out of there. They were yes, like, these did. teens are going to be tired of making out after about ninety minutes. One hundred percent, man. Uh, that like this. How how long was this movie actually? What was the, uh, what like was the runtime? Ninety nine, one hundred one. Yeah, one hundred one. Okay, a little bit longer than I would have expected. This seems like a like a formulaic ninety to me. But Mark, your hey, like I said, gets it tired. Me. Yeah, it didn't hurt me to watch. It does the lips get chapped? You know, an over ninety minute movie at all. Yeah, no, it doesn't feel like it's that much over ninety, if at all. So, did you, Jack? Did you include though in ending? vague ending that Jack doesn't like the bugs and the spiders and the rats and all the snakes and all that shit. No, I like that. I like the actual okay, show. That was good. I include that in ending too. Yeah. Resolution. I, yeah. So this is a good, as good a point as any for us to talk about the effects in this movie, because on balance they're bad. Uh, they do <laughs> do some interesting things though. And we should talk about them for a moment. Like we already brought up the sharks washed ashore is kind of a cool little thing. I don't think I've ever seen that before. And, and there's a like- lot of fucking bugs and snakes and stuff. And, what were we gonna say? And those that? sharks are a practical effect. Like they were actually built and strewn about a beach and freaked real people out, according to Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> okay. Nice. So that's cool. Uh, and then were those real people were like, wait, is that Nev Campbell? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Did Nev Campbell kill all these sharks? <laughs> uh, but in any case, so they do some interesting practical stuff, and then they do. A lot of really bad CG, oh, man. My God. Whoa. Okay, what was the worst one? What was the worst one? The walking on the water. The worst one's probably the, the explosion. Walking on water was worse than the explosion, dude. The okay, walking fine. on water walking on looks like bad. that David Hasselhoff Uga Chaka video. <laughs> the, the David so Hasselhoff I mean, music honestly, video for Hooked really on a bad. Feeling, it looks as bad as that. I have a dark horse candidate for transition. For no fucking reason, using the shattering window thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That's this? at the end. That's in the ending, right? When they're transitioning in the house, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. For no fucking reason Jake, whatsoever, Jake. they just take like this five second transition of shitty CG window shatter. One of the ads is fresh out of film school and learned in a class that sometimes the transitions have to be interesting and based on the world, and so they snuck that in there. 
You got to show them something they've never seen before, man. That That is like straight out this- of a film 202 <laughs> textbook. I got this Pentium 2 processor. I, I can I can make this work. You see, you remember those Green Man commercials? I got that computer. <laughs> but the walking on water looks atrocious. It is so clearly just her walking in front of a green screen and then like a different a gif of a well, of the ocean. No, it was worse than that. It was so weird. It was like her walking in front of a green screen, but the one that was more egregious was the I guess the shot right before that that was high. So it's looking down on her coming towards the oh, shore. Oh god, yeah. And it was, you could, like, see the level of detachment of what they cut out of her over the top of the water. So they looked like two independent things. They were two independent were, things. Jake, Jake. Well, I mean, but they looked like two <laughs> things that were barely, barely spliced together. Jake, this is all, you're This is you're just feeding the neat pick wagon, okay? Because this is all a metaphor for... Uh, Nancy becoming spliced together with reality. You know, they are two different things. Are you trying to blow a whistle Nancy right now? Reality. Are you trying to blow a whistle right now? Not just uh, I just wanted to try I do also want to say that her face exploding into snakes and bugs looks worse than Large Marge from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Well, that's because Large Marge is one of the scariest looks things good. I've ever seen. Yeah, large, because life. Large Marge looks great. Yeah. yeah. Why? It looks terrible. Well, of course it looks worse than something that looks great. What's your point? <laughs> it looks terrible. The point here is it looks worse than other things that also look bad. <laughs> it looks worse than the mummy. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, but the, I, we haven't even talked about the explosion in the magic shop. Oh, yet. God. Oh, it was terrible. God. It was horrendous. Oh, my God. I had that one as the worst. It's terrible. There's snake I, fingers too. Shit. There's a lot of Oh really god, bad the stuff. snake fingers were terrible. Like there's so much there, anytime CG was employed in this movie, it's among the worst employments of CG I've seen. There. Yes. It's very very bad. Fucking 15 million dollar budget, dude. <laughs> it's for all those big names. Yeah. Well, I mean, and a licensed yeah. soundtrack. That worth uh, it. Yeah. Worth it. <laughs> Totally worth Plus, it. Plus, Jake, I'm gonna get you guys the craft. It's really complicated to get nipples to be visible in every shot, regardless of the temperature. Yo, to be that's clear, really hard. Jack, to be clear, I'm not shitting on the choice. I think they put it in the right places because that sets what this movie is. Is that like the reason this is a cult classic? Well, nipples. Some of the reasons that this is a cult classic involve both of those two things. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Jake. If there is any possible world where I can get a copy of the Kraft soundtrack on vinyl, then I'm getting it for you for Christmas. Oh, dude, Our Lady Peace, <laughs> Matthew Sweet, <laughs> Trippin' Daisy, Jewel. Oh, shit, yeah, that's some high quality. Don't shit on so Jewel, much on Jewel's great. They're all great, Mark. I mean, to be clear, Our Lady Peace had some decent yeah, little Our Lady jams. Peace is also good. Our Lady Peace, the, whatever song that was on Armageddon was a fucking jam, dude. The guitar in that song was sick. Oh, they have like three songs on the Armageddon soundtrack, dude. You're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> Do they really? I'm pretty sure. I think they also cover uh, Leaving on a Jet Plane as like the second song on the oh, soundtrack. Jesus. That no. was, I think, the third album I ever bought was the Armageddon soundtrack. Wow. Check wow. this out. Okay. First album ever, TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool. Second album ever, Weird Al Yankovic running with scissors. <laughs> Okay, that's a that's good one. a great one. <laughs> third, third. Well, so is so is crazy, sexy, cool. Third album ever. Well, yeah, uh, Armageddon soundtrack. That's one of that's these real. is not like the others. <laughs> what was the Arrested Development album that had Mr. Wendell on it? That was the first album I ever actually bought with my own money. 
The Arrested Development? Yes, the band what? Arrested Development. They had a song called oh, Mr. Oh, Wendell. Oh, not the, okay, I went straight to the show. Did they, I think that was off their second album, Mr. Wendell. I'm not sure. familiar. That was number one. Yeah, and then number two, uh, was it MC Hammer's second album that had Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him on it? I, so, no, no, his <laughs> second album was Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him. That, that was my second album I ever bought. So you only ever get the second albums of It people. seems that way, yes. It okay, really screwed me when I got to Cage the Elephant. <laughs> Jake, care to care to enlighten the listener whatever what your first ever album that you purchased with your own money? I was? I've been trying to think about it. I think it might be Blue on Black by Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Damn. Which is like a kind of a deep cut yeah. like, blues album. Jesus Christ. That's like the coolest <laughs> answer I've ever heard, you asshole. Well, th- he had no, he had a popular like right around the time that I was able to like have money from chores to like spend, so definitely like mid 90s he had a blue on black like got kind of radio popular on classic rock stations and shit and up to that point like i just listened to like whatever was on those so i wanted to get that album and my dad took me to get it and by album i mean i i definitely got that on cassette this was like oh yeah I, this was not a cd purchase <laughs> this was a cassette because i wanted to put it on mixtapes you know oh you know mm. what the 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 first simpsons the first cd is simpsons music is on that list somewhere. I can't remember the exact timing Songs of Songs in the Key of Springfield? Yes. Yep. The one that had like Songs in the Key of Springfield. I also that's had that's the one that, that has one. like yeah. monorail that's, on I it. I have that in my house right, right? now. It was like it had monorail on it. It looked like a donut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, it had great. that had, I think, like forty two songs on it. Cause it also the last like twenty songs on the record were just quotes from different versions of the Simpsons we're, theme. We're kind of just, also some of them were just quotes from episodes of The Simpsons. It was like a ten second thing. Well, it had like the intro and the outro for like when Marge was in a streetcar named Desire and stuff. Yeah, it's great. Anything else this movie? Uh, yeah, right? hey, uh, I think it sucks how much this movie kind of makes light of suicide towards the beginning of it. That really sucks. The doing it right thing is rough. Oh yeah, how po- cutting had a weird like popular undertone thing in the '90s, and that was a weird. weird. That's regrettable. Yep. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's all. I, totally. We could blow a whistle unless, Mark, you got something. Well, so the other the other thing here is I, th- I do think this movie, I mean, we already talked about it a little bit and how lazy the, the writing is, but I just want to pause and reflect for a moment that, like, the big turn at the end of this movie about which is becoming too powerful and having to fight each other off with magic is that one of them just kicks the other one, and that's the end of the, <laughs> of the fight. Like, if there's zero magic involved. There's just a drop kick, and that ends Nancy's reign of terror. The end. <laughs> I mean, Mark, think about what that symbolizes, though. What does it symbolize? No, just let it percolate. God, do you understand the bit, Mark? No, I don't. Fuck. This one is way over my head, Jake. Ah, Not all of us bought Kenny Wayne Shepherd albums. Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You the fucking station. <laughs> <laughs> nice timing. Um, hey, thank you. They're ostensibly in a pretty remedial French class because none of them know even a single word of French. But the French teacher is teaching them the con- conjugation for the pluperfect tense of the verb. Done. I just kind of took it as like they're in like this preppy Catholic private school, so he's just going to take the method of like I'm going to talk at you <laughs> in French, or I'm going to talk to you in whatever language. Like they would have done the same for Spanish or fucking Latin gonna, for all I care. We're going to do the vous. The, I'm going to talk things- to you until eventually you learn. The other thing at play here is that 
and I did not go to high school in the '90s. Obviously, we came a little bit later than that, and it was still probably, but it was still kind of in the transition period between what I feel like it is now and what I feel like it was then. Of it was way cooler to be a dumbass who didn't pay attention at all in the 1990s. <laughs> That's true. Now it's cool to be like a nerd and be good at stuff. That's awesome. In the '90s, it was a little bit different. All the cool kids just like put their foot, up, their feet up on the desks, and were like, Haha, "Teacher, you can't teach us. Leave us kids alone." <laughs> Made out in the back of zero-hour remedial English, like. Dirtbag girlfriend. I should bleep that out. Dumbass Prime in this movie <laughs> yeah. has like that familiar face, but I don't recall anything that he's been in. Yeah. Yeah, the the sidekick dude that skeets buddy? Yeah, the skeets buddy. He's from Rat Race. That's the only thing. <laughs> oh fuck, he is. No, that's exactly what I was thinking about. You're right. He's been in I've looked I know I've looked him up before so I can sh- I can guarantee you he is in an, in at least one other movie we reviewed because okay. I know I've gone down this path before Damn, but dude, I can't Rat Race. What it was. That's right. Yeah, I watched Rat, Rat Race. Race like a weird amount of times for some reason. Rat Race I went on a, a I went on a cruise in 7th grade for my grandparents. I think it was their 50th wedding anniversary or something like that. And one of the there were like three movies that were just on loop the whole time, and one of them was Rat Race, and I got bored a bunch on that cruise while we were not in port or yeah, while we were not in port, and I think I watched Rat Race, I don't know, 10, 15 times. Yeah, I don't know. That like was also it's just like an easy watch. I don't know. Amy Smart Charming, God, a, whatever. Yeah, it's got a great cast. Whoopi Goldberg's in it. A cruise yeah, sounds like a, a nightmare to me right now, but can Casting you imagine decisions. having to be sober on a cruise? Like, if you're a kid? Jesus, how did you survive? I don't think I drink I a came. lot of soda. <laughs> a lot of soda. Mountain Dew and Cheetos, boy. Yeah. I, I mean, it was a good time. I had a great time. <laughs> I watched a lot of Rat Race. Hey, what was go. with the it 90s and having this? We need to come up with a name for... We need to come up with a name for this genre of thing where people would invoke okay. the elements and a particular fe- a trait associated with each element. I'm thinking of the Mystic Knights of Tir Nanag. I'm thinking of this. This had a very Mystic Knights Watchtower of-, of the North, Mother of the Sun. Yeah, or this is a that was a very pre-Mystic Knights Mystic Knights scene. Is this so what, Mystic like Knights? The, like Mystic Knights cir- was not much long after this, dude. 98, I believe. So yeah. like the circle jerk of character announcements thing? Yeah. Yeah. Along associated with an element. Well, yeah. I think it I think it probably I mean, if if I had to take a guess, I'd say that it started with the Power Rangers and then grew oh, out. Oh, for of, sure. Yeah, and then it grew out of like I think season three or four of the Power Rangers was when they became ninjas and had to also announce like their element or whatever when they were evolving into uh Rangers, I think. Oh, Mark. Ninja Storm. Oh, Mark. What? Oh, Mark. Ninja Storm was season five. The, when Fuck they you. became Ninja Rangers after the first Power Ranger movie, which is great. they didn't have to announce their elements. They just got different Megazords and different morphing animals. Oh, Mark. You sweet summer child. <laughs> the, the Blue Ranger's always been the best Ranger. That's all I want to say. I love that I can just I mean, stay it was for the, as long as it was Billy, it was the yeah, best. Yeah, Billy was fucking awesome, man. Yeah, I think he got to even come out as gay in some of the later seasons, which is cool. There you go. Not cool that he didn't get to come out as gay in the season that he was a featured actor, but that eventually, you know. You know what else is cool? The Power though? Rangers got woke. You know what else is cool, though? What? When they're in the French class. That's a Ticonderoga pencil, and I appreciate that is the choice. Epic. Great, yeah. the best possible <laughs> Ticonderoga choice. Ticonderoga HB number seven. Hell like, yeah, dude! The Cadillac of pencils. HD, 
beauty shot. They even took like a couple of the you would absolutely have like at least one chew mark on the pencil. Like uh-huh. it was full on just glam shot that, of the Ticonderoga. The, the erasers actually worked. I grew up in a household where I would get one 400-pack <laughs> of Costco Kirkland Signature pencils at the beginning of every school year. Of course. And I always I always looked so longingly at the kids who came to like with like, oh, yeah, I got my Ticonderogas. I'm the Mark, you know what's cool. interesting to me about you? What? Having grown up with that as your background, instead of rebelling against it and never shopping at Costco for stuff ever again, you leaned into it and you bought your entire wardrobe at Costco. I mean, that is that's a valid point. Costco has some nice shit, just not their pencils. Their pencils are dog shit, man. <laughs> They're the type of eraser that just smears stuff until the paper starts to rip. To be clear, there were two sequences of penciledom. When you were like young, before it really mattered, the cool pencils were the ones with like the NFL teams and the helmets. Those were cool. You remember those? Oh yeah. That was never my experience. Hell yeah. I never and thought those were cool. Those were always cool, Jack. Especially if you had like an old school <laughs> Bucks one or the Oilers. Those are sick. And then See, and I think then around that era though, America. Jake, I was a I was a I was a French immersion kid i was one of the frenchies in a in a yeah you were sitting in that fucking classroom like just non-frenching on this guy's blue perfect or whatever (laughs) just (laughs) sucking on that blue perfect to be clear that is a tense that exists in english as well i'm aware it exists in spanish and all the other languages languages. it's just a funny it's just a funny word jack i'm playing on the funniness of the word (laughs) blue perfect Oh, God. Hey, did you guys know, I read this on Wikipedia and didn't confirm it at all, this song was the inspiration and basis for Katy Perry's song, Dark Horse? I don't know if I could tell you what Dark Horse sounds like. I think you could. Maybe. Want to sing it for us? (laughs) Believe in magic, coming at you like a dark horse. Something like that. Okay. Nailed it perfectly. I won't see. I'm going to have to bleep all that so we don't have to pay royalties to Miss Perry because that was a perfect Yeah, because you use so many of the same notes. So many of them. Yeah, I got it. It's so exactly right. What (laughs) song was it? What? What is happening? The Katy Perry song, Dark Horse. Maybe one of her most famous and popular songs. I'm not asking about Katy Perry. What is this song in this case? What? That that served this movie served as the basis. Oh, for that I'm song. pretty sure you said this song instead of this movie. No, he said oh, movie. Well, did he, he? said movie at I'm, least. The oh, first good. Time. Okay, good. Hmm. Good. I, I've been drinking bourbon, so well, I've been drinking <laughs> Japanese whiskey. Thank you very much. And I might have misheard you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, fuck! You need to practice your active listening a little bit more. I'll just, I dude, I'm so bad at active listening. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I have Tell a problem more. with the. I have a problem with the way the magic works in this movie. <clears throat> Okay. Uh, really? No shit. <laughs> Specifically, the interaction between the love spell and a glamour spell. Okay. Because the love spell made the guy, the rapist, in love with Sarah. Yes. But then unable to tell that it wasn't Sarah because Feruza Balk used a glamour spell. I would think the love spell could tell that's not really Sarah. You're not in love with her. Why is the glamour spell more powerful than the love spell? Oh, because because the basis of love, uh, as per this movie specifically, is physical attraction. And nipples. Physical attraction. (laughs) I have, well, uh, no, never mind. I don't want to go down that path at all. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, don't. You don't want, you're right. You don't want I don't know where you are going, but I'm certain you made the right decision. Yes. Could not, yep. Yep. 
Yep. <laughs> um, oh, go ahead, Mark. <clears throat> I, uh, I, I just went down a long uh, A to Z horror legal corner path in my brain. Um, and I want to get to another aspect of the A to Z horror legal corner. So how's that for a transition? Um, so at the end, they're trying to pin all of this on, uh, Sarah before she invokes her own spirit and becomes the most powerful witch of all. I'm pretty sure. And Jack, I just need you to affirm me on this one. A note (laughs) written on like something just torn out of like a, a three by five note card book thing that just says, I killed Chris. I'm sorry. Left on the floor. of Sarah's house would not be sufficient evidence to get her convicted? Uh, that is correct. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. good. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Even though it looks like her handwriting. <laughs> wow. Question, though, is it, I think it's plausible that a high school student might have thought that it was pretty clever. Yes, Nick but not Nick. that a 26-year-old woman would have. Jack, they're high school students. <laughs> they are high school students. You got to suspend your disbelief here, man. Yeah, dude. Well, then I No, if I do that, I can't enjoy the nipples. They're 18, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems we've uh stumbled onto some difficult territory to navigate yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, we have. They're I, they, 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 You know what? There was a deleted scene where they talked about how many times they had failed like third or fourth grade and that they're actually like 25. I- I'd like to discuss a different nitpick, if you please. Please. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Um, When when Sarah then turns it around on them, right, and they all say our curses are coming back at us in three. Yeah. The woman just loses her hair at the exact same rate Christine Taylor lost her hair. I don't know how you can lose your hair three times as much as someone else when all of both of your respective hairs are gone. That's not coming back at you in threes. That's just coming back at you. That might have just been the start, though. She could have lost a lot more. What? Are you talking about pubes now? No, oh I'm talking God. about other other things in her life, Jack. Come what on, is dude. this episode? This is got... <laughs> <laughs> This is the worst. Jack, they're high school students. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, that didn't that nitpick didn't. Save I'd us like, like to I suggest a would. different nitpick if I could. Please. Okay, so when Feruza Balk, Nancy's father, dies, and they get money, and they're like, whoa, we're rich. They get 175 grand, and they're fucking living in the lap of luxury. High on 175 grand in L.A.? Is not enough to buy that condo at all. No, I actually looked up. I looked up what that might be. I tried to look up what that might be able to do for you in the mid-90s in L.A., and stumbled on a cursory Google search onto what the average home price was in L.A. in 95. Jake, you're going to want to use that search on <laughs> Hotbot or Alta Vista. 175 grand. They are not in that penthouse no. by any stretch. They might. You, under- you understand? They- you just have to put down. You understand? You just have to put down like any Mark. percent of money, and then pay, they weren't. Like- but. Okay. Do you think? So, do, I mean, look. No, I understand. I am as a homeowner. I understand how owning a home works and what you have to do to acquire. But the bank said also home. won't I'm just not, let not, They're painting them as being like, "Woo, we're rich," and it's fucking stupid. Yeah, I, sorry, not to paint with too broad a brush, but it wouldn't be the first time that someone struck it air quotes 
rich with six figures and blew their entire wad on Mark, something they couldn't afford for more figures. than a month. Are you fucking hey, hey, seriously Mark? not a? Hey, are you seriously not on board with this being a nitpick? Are you kidding me? Hey, Mark? I mean, it's it's definitely I, fin- financially irresponsible, but I will defend to the death her ability to uh, have that jukebox because that thing fucking rules. Mark, Mark the jukebox. I don't think you can point me to a single example in the '90s or early 2000s of people purchasing homes they could not afford based on irresponsible lending practices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's Mark, not Mark, even Mark, one Mark. single example of that happening, and nothing terrible happened as a result. They they weren't in that house. They were not in that thing. <laughs> well <laughs> said. <laughs> uh, hey, she's been laying in that psychiatric bed at least long enough to be fully chained to it, yet her really cool goth punk hairdo is still quaffed as all hell. I mean, maybe. she has moments of lucidity. She has to. It's a bad maybe, nitpick. Maybe she did retain like just a little inkling of magic that was related to hairstyle. So, she, you're, Mark, you're saying this was a hair quaffing spell? She can still perform minor illusion on herself. <laughs> That's what I'm going oh, for. Oh, God. I, I, you know, in a similar vein, I this is probably more a nitpick with my own brain than anything else, but... Firuza Balk and Nev Campbell look too much alike, and for a large segment of this movie, I was trying to figure out why the character that they were going out of their way to show lived in a trailer park and was poor uh, could afford these crazy genetic treatments to remove the burn scars from her back. You think this Firuza is one Balk of your worst Nev Campbell takes. look similar? This is one of oh, your worst I am, takes. Look, I am a face-blind doofus, but whatever. I still think they kind of <laughs> look alike. Whoa, dude. And the styling yeah, didn't even help you? The fact that one was aggressively goth didn't help? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't keep him straight. <laughs> that is preposterous. <laughs> and you're coming to me for my nitpick. <laughs> yeah, yours was a bad take. Yours was a bad take! <laughs> I spit mean... my beer out. You <laughs> so I've succeeded. Anyways. <laughs> That was my I'm ready to, the worst I'm ready, fucking take. I'm ready to go to ratings. God. I'm glad I got that off my chest. That's a joke, right? You did that as a bit. <laughs> no, I literally couldn't keep it. We over at Easy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, we have a Kramer who rate the likelihood his hands have been soaking in ivory liquid. Kramer, have you ever killed a man? What do you think, Junior? You think these hands have been soaking in ivory liquid, huh? <laughs> and for ten, think of how large Marge would rate the badness of the accident she saw. I saw the worst accident I ever seen. Stories, the first game we were to rate these movies. This is my pick. I'm going to rate the thing for story. I'm going to give it a five for story. It's straight down the middle it is interesting and very cool to have uh this movie set around a series of outcast women all of whom are very relatable and charming and badass um it's kind of like a not a subversion of the 90s high school movie tropes but it is like an evolution of those tropes uh that said it's not doing anything like wildly out of school here it's a pretty standard horror movie a pretty standard witches movie and a pretty standard teenage high school movie it's just doing kind of interesting things in all of those aspects so it's a five for me right down the middle jake what about you um i rated it lower i rated it a four i agree with you like this is a high school movie pretty much to a t like you have friends that get together for high school reasons and those relationships might not be as strong as they should be for 
various reasons. And then they just kind of like have that in a magic sort of setting with the witchcraft in that comes into play here. Uh, overall, like that's pretty much all this is. It's just that witchcraft setting. So it keeps it from being lower, to be honest. Mark, how about you? Yeah, I circled the wagons. I gave it a four and a half, so I'm dead in the center here. <laughs> I the 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 story of the well, the story of the story rating here is that it's incredibly lazy. Like at a high level, you doing a bird sure. happily thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the story of the story is the story is very poor story. I uh, it's lazy. Whatever. They don't earn the turns that they make. They knew where they wanted to go, but they didn't know how to get there, and it just left a product that doesn't really make a lot of sense if you think about it. Yes. Uh, world building and immersion is our second category. I'm going to give it a seven for world building and immersion. I think they get, they're, they're cheating a little bit in setting it in LA because they don't have to build too much of a world to make it <laughs> feel like LA because they shoot like in Griffith's Park. It feels like LA. Um, and it does feel kind of cohesively like LA. And then they, but in terms of immersion, this is a movie you're happy to watch from start to finish. Jake, you said you didn't notice it was over 90 minutes. It's because the the chemistry on screen is great. It works really well. It is an immersive movie. It's charming and immersive, and it's a seven for me, Jake. Junk food has its place, man. Like, this is, I, I mentioned earlier, like, it's not, this is not um, poetry, really, but it's still engaging. And I think that the interplay between the four main characters was really good. It kept me invested, uh, despite the fact that it's a pretty campy movie. And I don't have a lot of comments on the world other than that it's like your typical 90s high school sort of setting, which is meh, like whatever, I don't care that much. But what you have with the friend group, I, I think is solid. And it definitely is one that I am, I could sit down and just watch with no qualms. So that being said, immersion is fairly high. It's a seven and a half for Hell me. Yeah. Woo! Same reasons, Woo! though. Mark, how about a, you, buddy? My goodness, I'm going to rain on your guys' parade. I gave this a five and a half, basically just average. I I do tend to agree with you that like that it has its it has its magic, but I, <laughs> there's there's too many there's too many flaws, and I don't like to do it this way because I'm kind of double double penalizing it here. But the two yeah, categories do interact. There's too many problems with the script for me to like fully invest myself. It's it's when they are it's not, al- yeah. Well, sure, but. Whatever. When you eat a lot of junk food, you get sick by the end of the night, and that's exactly what happens yeah. here too. Is like it's just yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The immersion <laughs> is 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 broken by the line writing and the lazy construction of the script overall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to take us into scare factor. I'm wavering between a two and a three. I think I have to go two. Uh, I think the mirror scene is a little bit creepy. Racism is obviously horrifying, but not. <laughs> one of the premises on which this movie is supposed to be scary. Uh, I'm giving it a two. This isn't a scary movie. It's not the bottomest of the barrel. Cause I think the shark scene was freaky. I think the mirror scene was freaky, but it's a, uh, it's not a, it's not a one, but it's not any better than that. Jake shark scene. I was, t- I already explained this. I was too just flabbergasted by the preceding sequence to <laughs> be affected at all by the shark scene. I'm going to have to go back and watch the mirror scene. Cause I think that caught the lovely fiance more than it did me. She was like, wait, why are there two of her? And I was like, it's a mirror dude. But, uh, <laughs> She noticed that little delay a little bit more than me, so that's cool. That being said, I gave this a one and a half. Like this is about as low as it gets. Like this is more just good times and shenanigans than anything. Yep, Mark. So, uh, Jake, what'd you give it? Sorry, one and a half. I gave it a two. We're kind of in the same boat. I, we're all whatever circling the wagons. One other thing about that mirror scene, though, I think it's 
fully green screen the entire time. They're not doing any other trick with it. Because I, the other thing that I noticed, and maybe I'm just weird and bad with camera angles, but it seems like the way she's facing, you should see her face in the mirror, but you see a repeated image of her instead. So it's actually not a mirror image at all throughout the scene, which is why it looks weird. It and does look weird. I agree. It. Yeah, it's not so, It's not the right angle. G- yeah, go back and watch. I think if the camera were where it were and it were actually filming a mirror of her, you would see her face dead on in it instead of the side of her face. So I think that's, I think that's what creates the weird thing that your lovely sure. fiancé probably picked up on. Okay. Uh, that's going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. It's going to get a three for effects or judicious lack thereof. There are some things it does well, but this movie is way too reliant on bad CG, bad green screening, and just kind of bad effects in general. Jake? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of shitty CG. Anytime they use it, it's preposterous, but there are so they many They use it bugs. a lot. There are so many bugs, though, dude. Like, that sequence at the climax is pretty impressive, I think. Uh, also, from an audio perspective, there are both <laughs> The si- licensed there, soundtrack. There ten. are both sides. 10 out of, of the, 10. There are both sides of the coin here. Licensed soundtrack that it, it sets this movie perfectly, which is a... That's good. That is awesome. Do that if you're going to make a movie like this. But then there's also, like, typically what you'll see where there were some, like, ADR issues and, like, it's typical. I don't want to penalize it too much because I'm more or less just expecting it with the movie that came out in this era at this time. Um, That being said, it didn't bump it up a whole lot more for me, Jack. I gave it a four and a half. Yeah. Well, weird. Okay. Mark, how about you? I also gave it a four and a half. Um and it is basically based off the magnitude of the practical effect. There's a lot of really good practical effects here. I, the other thing we haven't really mentioned is the scarring on Nev Campbell's uh, like arms and back and stuff, and the scene okay. where they're kind of like washing it, it off is surprising. Oh that yeah, the cool like and sunburn I, peel. And that's yeah. pretty clearly like just actual Elmer's glue they put on her back and did a really good job of peeling it off. But it looks really good. It's fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if it was actually just Elmer's glue, but I mean, there's whatever some scar tissue thing. I'm they do they do good practical in this. It's just unfortunately counterbalanced by horrendous CG. So uh, much yeah, four and a half. So much for you. <laughs> that's gonna take us into overall. This is a six overall for me. This is a fun movie. This is a watchable movie. This is not a great movie, but. You're not going to have a bad time watching it, Jake. Yeah, I ended up giving it a five and a half, which feels weird. I This is an odd one because that is a tilt up for me statistically, but I can't tilt it up more than that. And then I feel weird about how it's in right in the middle. Like, that's not really – that doesn't tell you too much when I think about it statistically, but there's not a lot I can do. Like, it is still a tilt up, and we'll get to why in just a second. Fair enough. Mark, how about you? Uh, this is going to be interesting to see how we end up in the next segment because we're all tra- I'm trending downward from you guys, but uh, I gave it a four overall. Um, I mean, this isn't a very good movie, you guys. I, <laughs> I, hate, to, I hate to break the news to you. Uh, it's an <laughs> MTV-style like teen blockbuster about witches in high school, and that is as cool a premise as it could possibly be, which is why it's so disappointing that I don't think Pretty it fucking really cool. pays off. You know? Uh, it's, it's shallow and... Kind of boring in times. I don't know. Witchcraft really isn't my thing for the most part, unless it's done very, very right. And I can only think of maybe one or two movies where that's happened. So, yeah. All right. Well, resonate with me. 
going to take us into thumbs up and thumbs down, and it is an easy thumbs up for me. This is an inoffensive movie. There's nobody that's going to be affected by the, like, gore of it. There's, apart from the bad treating of suicide, there's no real, it didn't age particularly poorly in any regard. It is a charming movie. I think a lot of different people are going to like this movie. Uh, I just, I just, I think this is an easy one to recommend, and I think most people who watch it are going to have a good time. Jake. Yeah, this is incredibly more likable than other movies that are bad but junk foody entertaining. I, I think that this is a relatively easy gateway style movie as well. And it's a cult classic. Like, there are people, not that I'm saying that, like, tooting the horn of, like, it's a cult classic, so you should watch it. But I think that it's interesting. And clearly, those who are now watching it for the movie that is a slightly aged weird janky thing that it is think similarly that was a garbage sentence but hopefully you get it the the moral of the story here is that this is a fairly easy recommend for people who might not typically watch horror and i think it's evidenced by the fact that i could just mention the name and my fiance who does not watch horror movies was like you have to watch this one for me so i could easily do that for people like that at any point it has to be a thumbs up I like it, Mark. I also gave it a thumbs up. Jake, I think I was I was going to make that point if you didn't, is this is one of those infinitely watchable movies that you can it has a mass appeal and people are going to be cool to watch it with you. If you're in the mood for a horror movie and you kind of want to like sneak this one under the radar in a way that like everybody else in the room is still okay with it happening because it's also kind of just a high school movie, uh, you know, that that's the role this thing can play. And yeah. it has certainly a following and people enjoy it it has its it has its charms as we talked about throughout most of this podcast so it's not like completely terrible it's just not a no it's i mean yeah, it's quite literally it's not a good movie it's not like correct whatever. Yeah. average at best i think but really recommendable yeah that's fair that's a that's a an all a, all thumbs up from the a to z horror crew good pick jack <laughs> yeah yeah what would we have gotten martyrs man <laughs> Martis Maybe this was great. an upgrade. Martis is great. The episode that could have been. Do you think we would have talked about Ticonderoga pencils for like 10 minutes Hell if we'd no. reviewed Martyrs? Probably not. Probably not. Well, either way, we got to take a quick break now and then come back at uh, you with a draft. I'm speaking poorly because I'm panicking because I've not picked any movies. <laughs> All right, boys, we got to pick new fucking movies to watch. We're out of our lists now. We're going to have to do a new draft. Woo! <laughs> I was waiting for something. Look at Jake's that excitement. just looking off into the. How do we get distance. to this point? I'm still like <laughs> I, I'm I'm thinking about a few of these that I might. It's pick, an important know. decision. Never have yeah. I more realized my fear of commitment than when I'm trying to draft movies for us to watch over the next yeah. nine weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I picked three in an utter panic in the three minutes we spent off air. So I think we've got some fantastic picks ready and raring to go. Jake, do you want to start us off? Do I? I think you do. Okay. Have either of you seen the movie Let Us Pray? Yes. No. Okay, well then two of us have seen it, and one of us will see it, because we're going to watch Let Us Pray. Now, let me tell you something about the reason that I picked this. When we reviewed Mark Pick Dog Soldiers, there's a character in that movie named Liam Cunningham. Well, his character's not Liam Cunningham. <laughs> Liam Cunningham is the actor. Played and by Dolph I Lundgren. can't watch shit. With him in it, without thinking about this movie that I've only seen once, but it left a mark, 
and I want to watch it, Mark. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that got confusing. I mean, I know him as Sir Davos on Game of Thrones from HBO, but I do understand what you're talking about. I see him in this movie as well. Jake, it's a good pick. Mark, do you want to go second or do you want to go third in our little trifecta here? I'm going to go second. Um, okay. And I'm going to throw one out there that I can guarantee is not on either of your lists. I really enjoy this this uh, this game of trying to keep things that I, where I get to go in, and I assume both of you get to go in completely fucking blind to a movie. Oh, this has uh, never gone wrong before. That we can talk about. It's never gone wrong before. I'm sure it won't go wrong here. And the other piece of this is that um, we don't do a lot of animation. Um, Hell yeah, I love where this is going. So we're going to review a movie called Perfect Blue. I've never I've heard never of it. Heard of this. I'm very excited. I was expecting him to say, Watership Down. Or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, Mark, what a pick. Yeah. Well... Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll shift my order here around a little bit. Here's one I think we've all seen. Here's one I think a lot of people have seen. <laughs> and one I think is important we review critically. I'm talking about The Conjuring 2. We've talked about The Conjuring. We love The Conjuring. I think we need to talk about okay. The Conjuring 2. Hey, it's a good movie. I think. I don't know. I've seen it once. It was fine. Yeah, I've seen it once. I guess we'll yeah. see. It we has Javier Botet. This is a good idea. It. So, Yeah. I'm on board. Jake. Oh, yeah. Is this the genesis of the Crooked Man? Yes. In the Conjuring verse? Exactly okay. it is. Noise. Yeah. Jake, what about you? Back to me. Yeah, second pick. Fast. It's not a draft if I don't pick a foreign movie, I feel like, so I have to do that right now. One that's been... It's funny. I think... Mark, I think your Dog Soldiers movie like left a mark on me with <laughs> it, my yeah pick. it awoke something in you <laughs> yeah it awoke something in me i picked a movie with liam cunningham i'm now picking a war or movie i want to critically review Ooh. the squad which yeah. I think oh shit i love that columbia yes. right okay i want to watch yeah it's from columbia uh i want to go back and watch that because it did awaken something in me what and I a see how hell of a movie jake good pick excellent excellent uh, that's been on my list for a long time and i think you specifically told me to hold off on watching it so you could pick it so i'm happy now Ace. Mark, what about you? Um, well, so I, I have a hard time doing this one now because I know it's going to piss Jake off, and I really like his last pick, but it's got to happen. <laughs> um, we just watched an arguable cult classic. Why don't we watch the mother of all cult classics? Oh, God. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. Horrors in the name. Yeah. If, man, this is one that in high school I went to the midnight screenings of. Screened the lines along with. And it's unfortunate that we're doing this now because honestly, that probably is the appropriate way to review this one. Um, but whatever, we'll see how good it stands up. Just sitting in my own home, singing along to late night double feature. I like it. I like it very much, Mark. Show. We certainly have to talk about it at some point, and I'm into it. Yeah. It's just occurred to me that all three of my selections this time around I've seen before. But either way, I am excited to talk about all three of them. My second pick. You know what? I just picked a movie from the 90s that affected me when I was a child and it worked pretty well. I think I'm going to run that back and I'm going to pick The Mothman Prophecies starring one Richard Gere. Okay. I've heard you talk about this movie <laughs> yeah. so many times. This, you I have know a what strange reverence for this movie, man. This affected me when I was a child. <laughs> I like it. Okay. So let's pick another 90s movie. Maybe it came out in 2000. Another 90s movie that affected me when I was a child. The Mothman Prophecies. All right. Love it. Jake, we're back Bring around to you. 
I'm trying to feel it out now. I'm 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 like going. I'm running back through the list that we've we've taken to this point. I think I've got to do one you've seen, Jack. Okay, but buddy. We deserve a we deserve a heavy hitter on this list. Yes, we do. I want to watch the Invisible Man from this year. Fuck yes. Nice. You, you told me you'd watch this after I talked about it. Yeah, and, and I in haven't regards yet. to a particular jump scare. I haven't yet. So, and I think that it's the level of movie that we need a kind of one of those AAA ones. We're sorely lacking in AAA releases this year for obvious reasons. So, let's do one of the few that have come out. I'm so excited. Cool. Loved this movie. Oh. Yeah. Mark. Okay. Well, I mean, I thought I was going AAA with my feature too, but it's a slightly it's different one. So, here we go. Um, we're going to watch Cube. Fuck it. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, been, too, we have, its, it's been too long yeah. since we watched Cube. Oh, fuck. Yes, certainly. Um, and my God, what a movie. I love this movie. Oh, it has a huge shit. place. It's in my weird heart. to me that we haven't reviewed it. Ostensibly that yet. the basis of your very long lasting and healthy relationship and marriage, Mark. It's it's true, and I'm sure we'll talk about it on this. That episode. also sounded a little sarcastic, and I did not mean it to be that in any way. I genuinely <laughs> No, that is actually things. true. <laughs> yeah. Um All right. Well, the last one I'm picking, I think we've all seen I've seen, under less-than-ideal circumstances, famously, this might be the chief of less-than-ideal circumstances for my first viewing. I'd like to give this a real watch. I'm talking about Terrifier. Oh, God. Oh, God, the plane watch. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's a good round out. We haven't had a movie that feels like it fits in that category in this draft. The one that you... Ooh, you should get your lovely fiancé to watch that with you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she'd love oh, it. speaking to me. <laughs> yeah. She'd yeah love I'm the only so. one with a fiance here. Buddy. I don't think so. I might try for The Invisible Man, though. That seems like one. And then she's all into Spanish, speaking Spanish so she can watch The Squad. Boom. Just building bridges. I'm excited yeah. to watch The Invisible Man like all the way through start to finish because we had to stop a bunch because it really disturbed my lovely wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> seems like a disturbing movie. I can't wait. Let's yep. get the hell out of here, you guys. Wait, let's, let's do how it. How about let's review what's in the next crop, Mark? Okay, to run it back, we got Let Us Pray, Perfect Blue. <laughs> I'm really excited for that one. Or maybe not. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Conjuring 2, The Squad, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Mothman Prophecies, The Invisible Man, Cube, and Terrifier. That's a good crop. <laughs> that is I a have, good crop. I have more excitement for this one than I've had in... Many of our you, Do you have more excitement for this one than the one that had Antichrist, Martyrs, and Changeling in it? I mean, yeah. Changeling was great. Hey. But. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do, actually. I really do. I have more excitement in my heart. I'm in a better place right now. That's good. It's good to be Happy in a better for place. You. you know what I mean? I do still want to watch Martyrs, though. Okay. Well, someday, when it's available. Yeah. We once should Once it gets leave. distribution rights. <laughs> yeah, let's leave. get the fuck out of here. This has been episode 193 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All the links are going to be right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're still here hanging out with us, it might be a good time to consider becoming a Patreon member as... It has been the case for some number of months and will continue to be. We are going to be donating all of our proceeds from Patreon to a noteworthy cause. Right now it's Feeding America. That might change, but it's a good place to put the money for right now. So you can feel good knowing that your money is going somewhere that is deserving of it while getting those same great benefits and extra stuff that we have going on over on the Patreon channel. 
As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. And next week, we are starting this new crop. We're going to do it beginning with one of my picks. I guess the first one that I made. It's a logical place to start, right? <laughs> it's going Weird. to be Let Us Pray. That's coming at you one week from today. And until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. No, no, they just, they wanted to get the fuck out of there. They were like, these teens are going to be tired of making out after about 90 minutes.